The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is haunted by a ghost of Yom Kippur. But <laughs> before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. That's right. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. So hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. I'm going to dive into today's letter. It's from Days of Ugg which they add is a pun on the Days of Awe, which leads up to Yom Kippur. Their pronouns are they, them, and they're writing to us from Minneapolis. I'm coming in with a question specific to the Jewish high holidays coming up. Gentle reminder to all to stop scheduling things on major Jewish holidays. Please Google the dates. 
Yom Kippur <laughs> is a holiday that's the final day in a series where we take stock of our mistakes over the past year, apologize, commit to do better, and ultimately are granted forgiveness. One of the mm. things I love about Judaism is its embrace of our ability to change and its encouragement to do so. Me too. Love that mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. In the Jewish tradition, you are only able to apologize to an individual three times before you have to leave them alone and seek absolution elsewhere. That is fucking a fucking plus. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I would love that rule in uh, all sorts of elements of life. <laughs> Literally, we could apply that to black, black, black. We could apply that to so many <laughs> things. Sure. Yep. All right. Um, you're probably wondering what the hell this has to do with relationship advice. Absolutely not. That sounds totally on par <laughs> with relationship advice. Uh-huh. Sorry, I just love this letter. <laughs> Sorry for the late introduction. I'm a 25-year-old butch lesbian, they, them, who is approaching 2.5-ish years out of a 2.5-ish long toxic relationship with another Jewish lesbian, 25, she, her. We met in college, and it was my first ever serious lesbian relationship. We had a lot in common. About two years into our relationship, we graduated, moved in together due to COVID quarantine, and began a new life in a big city. I was extremely committed to and also dependent on her because she was from the city we moved to and I still felt new. During this time, she made a new friend who I just had a weird feeling about. Every time I questioned her about the nature of their relationship, she essentially told me I had low self-esteem and wasn't secure. I ended up finding a secret social media account of hers and learned she had been cheating on me for four months. We had to live together for another three months before I was able to move out. We were miserable. I didn't tell my friends what happened because she asked me not to, and I felt obligated to. I know it's insane. I've since moved back home and am surrounded by loving friends and family and am in a great relationship, but I've struggled with trust because of my past. I've also learned through therapy that I was playing the role of crisis manager for my ex, and our relationship was very unbalanced emotionally. This is still complicated by my sympathies for her because she was coming from a place of childhood trauma. My first Yom Kippur after we broke up, I resolved that I was the only person I had to apologize to for not loving myself and for letting myself be treated so poorly. This isn't out of self-blame, but I've gained a lot of self-confidence since. She's texted me to apologize the past two Yom Kippurs, and now you know what the third apology means. And this year, I feel tempted to answer because I still want closure. I want proof that she's grown and healed. I want evidence she's remorseful and has incorporated her learnings into her life. And I want to be able to look back on the positive parts of our relationship without feeling like they're tainted. I want to forgive her, right? Maybe I just want to be able to move on since so much time has passed. I genuinely want her to be doing better. Or do I mean being better? This year, do I offer to have a conversation with her to satisfy my curiosity and risk disappointment? Will this set me back? Is closure ever possible? I love your podcast and the nuance you bring to our experiences. Thanks for reading this and for being you, even if you don't answer. And if for anybody who is observing, I hope you have a meaningful Yom Kippur. You know, I, I like got a little emotional at the end of the letter, honestly, just because I love our listeners so much. And I, <laughs> I just like, I just like want y'all to be happy. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. And it's just like, so often you ask such good questions, you know, where it's like, oh man, you've, you've really been thinking about this. And like, it is, 
Uh, I don't know it's that Sierra so and I can necessarily it's like such yeah. a pure question. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And absolutely. And it, you know, forgiveness is one of those really sticky things along with closure where it's like, well, is it for the other person? Is it for me? What is it going to feel like? Is it a threshold? Am I going to feel healed after this? If it, is all the pain of the situation going to go away once I have that closure or forgiveness? Um, we want things to be black and white. And, and so often they're really not. Um, anyway. For sure. No, and, and added to it, the sort of like the, the formal practices around Yom Kippur as well, where it feels like there's a deadline coming up, right? Where it's like, you know, by the end of September, I have to decide whether or not I forgive this person. Otherwise, like there won't be an opportunity to do so afterwards. Uh, and that's really real. So I just want to, I want to sort of name that, that like, that's adding another level of pressure on what is a, I think a really relatable situation that you're in around like, how do we hold our exes who have done us wrong and that we also wish the best for, right? That we want to like hold in their complicated messiness because that's what humans are, complicated and messy. We're going to dig into some advice, some perspective from our own experiences uh, that'll hopefully be helpful for you in just a minute. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't, want, you can just cancel it with a tap. 
You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling, yet again, just want to remind you, I love you. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this letter. Thank you to your friend who suggested us. Um, I think that you're asking all of the right questions. And just because you don't know how to hold this relationship anymore doesn't mean that it was less meaningful or that you're healing wrong or or any of that. Like, I think this is just all a really natural progression. I mean, you said it's two and a half years ago of two and a half years of your life. That's a, that's a long time. And I am still I'm still getting clarity on relationships from a decade ago, um, even just by living more and experiencing more and taking that lived experience and and using that new perspective to to better understand myself and others. Honestly, man, I've, I've gotten so much closure just from this podcast, just from talking about relationships and seeing all of your relationships play out and better understanding myself. I think it's, it is really tricky, especially when you are a natural caretaker, which I'm just going to assume that you are based off of like um the crisis manager role that you took, you know, I can tell that you really want to absolve this person. And also you don't want to absolve this person. Like you don't want to let go of that hard earned self-love that you carved out of that pain. And those two things feel really at odds. You know, I, if you're anything like me, you know, you don't know how to love yourself and, Ex love another person at the same time, sure. really synchronously. <laughs> love it. <laughs> That's absolutely the word. <laughs> or you're learning how to do it. You know, it sounds like you're in a great relationship now, but you're you're recognizing these habits in yourself. Um, and I guess I'm just here to say what we always say on every fucking episode as of the last couple of years, which is it's a little bit of everything. You know, you can forgive this person for what they they have done to you. You can recognize that they were coming from a place of trauma and pain and that no person is perfect. And in the same breath, you can say, this really hurt me. This really shook my foundation and I had to take years to recover from it. And I'm still recovering from it. And those two things exist at the same time. It absolutely, you know, even the word absolution, like you don't need, forgiveness doesn't need to mean that you, um, condone their behavior. It doesn't even mean that you have to understand it. It doesn't even have to mean that you think fondly of them. 
you can just say, you know what? I understand that they were hurting and they acted out in a really poor way. Um, and I forgive them for that, but they're never going to hold the same place in my heart. And then similarly, in terms of like accessing these memories, like you, you say, like this whole relationship was tainted. It's again, it's about holding the nuance. We had some really special years together. They, this person was very important to me. They still may be important to me because of the place that they held in my life for so long. And also in the exact same breath, in the exact same body and moment, you can say, and so much of that time spent together, I can't look at without thinking about how it went wrong. Those things exist. They actually exist harmoniously inside of us. It is our human desire to simplify things, to make things packageable, <laughs> you know, marketable, black and white, um, good or bad. It is our human desire to simplify our suffering um, that makes it feel like they are not harmonious, that they don't go together. For sure. Absolutely. And I think that's even true of the thing that you said where it's like, I genuinely want her to be doing better or do I want her to be better? And I think both of those things mm. can be true, mm. right? Mm. It can be so like, beautiful. when I look back at uh, one of my most toxic exes, I genuinely hope that he is doing well. I also genuinely hope that he has become a different person, <laughs> right? Like that yeah. he has learned that he has matured, that he isn't treating people the same way that he treated me, right? And and I, I don't want his doing better to come at the, like, expense of him being better or vice versa, right? I want them both to be happening at the same time mm. and and they're not competing, right? For me, at least it's like, yes, both of these things, of course, I want, I want both of these things to be happening. And so I think like, you know, as I'm thinking about how to approach whether or not you want to have a conversation with this person, whether or not you want to go through the practice of, of talking through rehashing what has happened and, and perhaps offering forgiveness. Um, you know, I think that like this process of atonement is like a very sort of individual thing, right? Like our desire to make amends with people has to be driven by our own desire, because if it is, I want to make amends with this person so that they will forgive me or they'll like me again or whatever it is, like doesn't actually get to what the core of it, right? Which is that we need to like look at the things that we've done and say, oh, I feel bad about these things. And regardless of how other people feel, I want to make amends for them, right? It has to be sort of like a internalized and personal process. And I think the same thing has to be true of forgiveness, right? And so we can't just like forgive people because we want them to like us again, or we want us to, them to like be friends with us or whatever it is, right? So much of forgiveness has to come from us to say, am I actually in a place where I can offer something to this person because I want to do it, right? Because it make it's going to make me feel more closure. It's going to make me feel like it is in yeah. my own authentic experience that I want to offer forgiveness to this person. And my question for you is do you want to offer this person forgiveness, right? And and I think I'm going to ask you that question before you even have a conversation with them, right? Before you go through this like rehashing, because I want you to be really clear in that before you decide what to do, because it's okay if you don't want to offer this person forgiveness. I, I, I think that that is totally fine, right? We don't always have to forgive the people who have hurt us, right? But if you do, 
then you can make some decisions about how you want that forgiveness to show up for you in the context of this relationship with this person or this not relationship with this person, right? You don't owe them a conversation in order to offer them forgiveness, right? You don't owe them. You don't even need to tell them that you forgive them and still be offering them forgiveness, right? Like it is, it is such a, it's such a us process. And, and, and I say that because like, I think so often we become kind of bogged down with the idea of like, I have to forgive somebody to like prove I'm a good person or like I have to forgive somebody because like I want them to feel better. And, and for me, the process of forgiveness, forgiveness for people who have caused me harm is so much more about me agreeing to let go of holding on to the idea that something could have been different or better than it actually was. And right. that's where the actual healing has come for me. And it has it come when from talking to people and saying like, we really fucked up, like, I'm sorry. Like, and like, yes, absolutely. But it can be, and often starts as like an internal process that we, that we follow to an end that hopefully offers us some sort of healing rather than just being focused on healing the other person. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought about the loving kindness meditation practice when I read this letter, which, um, just full, full, full on caveat. Like I'm a fucking terrible meditator. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't find it very intuitive. However, I, I did, I have done this practice over the years because it gives me a venue to put some of these nuanced, complicated feelings. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. a loving practice meditation practice (laughs) is Uh where you picture somebody um, and it can be a stranger. It can be an ex. It can be a family member. um, And you, I actually don't remember the parameters of it. I should look it up. Do you? Uh, Yeah. You generally think about, um, somebody who you love and know very well and you offer them uh, loving kindness, which is the idea of like, I wish them to be happy. I wish them to be healthy. I wish for them to be at peace. And those three things can be like different depending on like what your vibe is. Um, Yeah. And then you think about somebody that you don't know super well, but is kind of like, like somehow in your life. And then often you think about somebody who has caused you harm or that you have friction with. Um, And then you can kind of, go big and say like thinking about the whole world. You can also go in and say like thinking about this in terms of yourself. Um, but it's really about sort of, and there's like been a bunch of science that has actually studied brain (laughs) chemistry and like the ways that body reacts to this like idea of connection. Um, and it often like helps people feel more at peace or more connected to people. That's it for me is that like, it gave me a place to put some of these feelings, um, to associate, you know, like, how do you forgive somebody that hurt you? So if you do the loving kindness meditation and you think about somebody you love and you, you see them happy and at peace and warm and fed and sheltered, and you send them that love, you send them that image, you know, in your mind. And then you do the same thing for somebody who you are at in conflict with or somebody who you struggle with, you're able, for me at least, I'm able to access that, that simple respect of their humanness, you know, because Mm -hmm. I just did it with somebody that I loved, you know, and, and in this instance, you can, this is like, again, you know, bringing a meditation practice into a relationship advice. For me, it's a way that you can 
maybe access some of those feelings of closure or forgiveness without breaking the no contact thing, if that's something mm-hmm. that you wish to do. For, For sure. me, somebody who chronically um, processes things externally, who chronically <laughs> wants to have the last word or wants to get that closure, or wants to hear what they have to say, like I am notoriously bad at the black, 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 even though I believe in it. And so the idea of something like a loving kindness meditation gives me an avenue to say all those things, to feel all those feelings and to wish them well and to feel like I'm sending them peace without actually accessing, without actually contacting them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that that's definitely one of the many options that's available to you. And like, that's an option that I have used. And it has like, again, because like that internal practice of forgiveness has offered me healing in a way that didn't need to be external, didn't need to be seen by the person. Um, you could also like, you know, if she is sending you text messages to apologize, right. You can also respond with your own text message and say like, you know, I look back on our relationship. Uh, I recognize like you caused harm Mm -hmm. in it. Right. Um, I'm still hurt by it. And also, you know, I forgive you. you. Mm -hmm. I hope you're well. Yeah. Yes. All of that stuff. Um, you could have a conversation with her, right? Like you could arrange time to have a phone call. And I, I just also want to say that, like, I know that there's like sort of this pressing deadline here and also, right. It's okay to choose a thing that doesn't work out in the way that we wanted it to, and then choose to do something different. And if you decide to have a conversation with her and it goes off the rails, right? That doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. It just means you made a decision and now you're going to make another one because it didn't lead to the thing that you wanted it to. Um, you could, you know, go completely no contact and offer her forgiveness from, uh, a distance. And then next year around the same time, reach out and say like, Hey, I know we haven't talked, but I want to offer you this forgiveness, right? Like I know that there's, there's absolutely, um, right? Like there's tradition here and there are practices here. Absolutely. And right. Like the human heart (laughs) doesn't necessarily work on a timeline, right? Like it doesn't necessarily fit into an idea that this is kind of how things go. And you have lots of options for how you want to continue to process through this relationship. And who knows, like maybe you'll run into her or maybe, uh, she'll start dating someone, you know, or whatever it might be where this person comes back into your life. But it's, it's gonna be, more nebulous. It's going to be, it's okay if it's more nebulous, right? It's okay if it is more, uh, organic than, uh, sort of deciding right now what your forever relationship with this person is going to be, or if your forever sort of like closure with this person is going to be. Yeah. Cause it's ongoing. It, it, you're going to have revelations about this relationship in the one that you're in now. And maybe the one after, if that one, you know, ends like it, this is a part of your story. And it's okay that it's painful and it's joyful. It's okay that there are regrets and mistakes. Um, There is no life path without them. Um, I want you to maybe in the, in the weeks leading up um, to this, to this weekend that, you know, you're going to be contacted. I want you to think about, you know, what could she possibly say that you can't say to yourself? It's okay. It's okay if that is a list of things, right? But I know as an external processor, as somebody who falls into the caretaking role, who struggles holding people in that nuance and either wants them to be all good or all bad, it's been very 
beneficial for me to say, well, what could they say that I can't say to myself? Oh, um, you know, they could apologize directly again um, and say that they regret it. Well, what would that do to me? You know, okay, well, they obviously regret their behavior. They they wouldn't do it again. You know, how, what closure can you practice giving yourself in the weeks leading up, leading up to this holiday? Um, this is all tricky. And this is all part of life's work, holding the nuance. Um, Sam and I love you and we hope that this helps. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and podcast. And remember, it's hard to hold people in our past in the nuance. It's hard to remember the good times at, in the same mem- moment as remembering the bad times. It's It's hard to... Remember people as complicated and nuanced and and not all one thing or the other, but they are just like you are. You are not the worst thing you've ever done and you are not your best days. You are all of it and all of it is worthy of love and attention and care. And if all else fails, just break up.